What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week four tight end start sits. So breaking down every single week four matchup, talking about every single fantasy relevant tight end, listing these players as either starts, fringe options, or sits. Starts are the players you feel very confident throwing into your lineup. Spoiler alert, there's not really a ton of those at the tight end position. Fringe options, you may not love them in your lineup, but they're suitable. You know, a lot of these players may fall under fringe just because the tight end position is pretty rough, just like it is every single season. And then sits, these are players you prefer to have on your bench. If you all have any fantasy questions, you can drop them down below. If you enjoy the video or you ask a question, just do me a huge favor, hit that like button and consider subscribing to the channel. But let's jump into the first matchup. We have the Lions taking on the Packers. Thursday night football, kind of a battle here between two strong rookie tight ends. Starting off with Sam Laporta, he is a must start from this point forward. He had a huge breakout game in week three, an 82% route participation, targeted 11 times, caught eight of them for 84 receiving yards and a touchdown. That was after having pretty solid week one and week two performances back to back. So three straight, you know, startable performances at the tight end position. I'd say at worst, Sam Laporta is a top seven tight end moving forward. Like I said, he's a locked in start at this point in the season. On the other side with Luke Musgrave, another solid game in terms of usage, 86% route participation. He led the Packers in routes for the third straight game and it was targeted eight times, caught six of them for 49 yards. I think Luke Musgrave is definitely trending in the right direction. You pair that with uh, Jordan Love looking really solid. I think he's a nice option moving forward. He hasn't necessarily had one of those breakout games like we just saw out of Sam Laporta, but I think he's a very solid fringe option, you know, a borderline tight end one moving forward. Now, moving over to the Sunday slate, we have the Falcons taking on the Jaguars. Kyle Pitts is coming off of a nine target game, which is somewhat encouraging. Still think he's more of like a high end tight end two, like at best, probably a back end tight end one. Five for 41 in week three. Ritter did miss him deep on a uh, pass that should have been a big play for Kyle Pitts. I'll also say that it doesn't look like he's playing at 100%. Seems like he's a little bit banged up. So those are some limiting factors for Kyle Pitts. Unfortunate that it's kind of a similar story with the quarterback play, just, you know, not being up to par here for Kyle Pitts. So not someone you feel super confident with, but someone who's just kind of in the mix here with these other fringe tight ends. On the other side, Evan Ingram, he's put together three strong performances, hasn't gotten into the end zone yet, but that should come throughout the season. I think you feel very confident throwing Evan Ingram into your lineup as like a mid-tier tight end one. Then we have the Dolphins taking on the Bills. For the Dolphins, Durham Smythe was the guy kind of operating as their clear tight end one through the first two weeks. That shifted to Julian Hill. He was pretty much a non-factor though in the uh, receiving department. I believe he was only targeted one time. So definitely going to be sitting him. For the Bills, this was a tough call here with Dalton Kincaid. Um, I was high on him heading into the season. He's been disappointing so far. 66% raw participation here in week three. He'll need a 72 receiving yards through three weeks. He really does barely make the cut here as a fringe option. The tight end position is just so weak, and I still do think he has weekly touchdown upside, even though he hasn't gotten into the end zone. I just thought he'd be kind of more dynamic as a player. Maybe the Bills aren't optimizing his usage, um, but it just you know hasn't clicked so far early on in the season. Not saying he can't turn it around later in the season. You know he's a rookie tight end, only three games into his career. Plus tight ends do tend to uh, kind of break out later on. You know it's tough to ball out in week one. It's very rare what we've seen out of uh, Sam Laporta. So you know hope is still there for Dalton Kincaid, but not feeling super confident at this point. Moving over to the Vikings-Panthers matchup, 
feel like we have a pretty clear start, pretty clear set. TJ Hawkinson, you fire him up as a high-end tight end one. For uh, Hayden Hurst here with the Panthers, he had a nice week one. Week two and week three have you know been pretty poor. I think that was kind of just a peak game in week one. I feel like he's more of a sit here moving forward. Then we're going to have the Broncos taking on the Bears. This is a little bit frustrating here with the Broncos because we saw Adam Troutman have a really, really strong route participation in week three. And it just kind of sucks because if Greg Dulcich wasn't hurt and, you know, wasn't kind of being limited by Sean Payton, I think Greg Dulcich really could have been a huge factor in this offense. Obviously, he could come off of IR and become a factor, but, you know, seems a little bit unlikely at this point. Adam Troutman, though, even though his route participation was great, not someone I want to be starting in my fantasy lineups. And then same thing with Cole Komet. His usage was great in week one, really fell off here in week two and week three. Plus the Bears offense as a whole has just been, you know, really rough through uh, three weeks. Moving over to the Ravens-Browns matchup, have Mark Andrews as a locked-in start. You fire him up as a high-end tight end one every single week. For the Browns, a little bit disappointing here for David Njoku. Only a 73% route participation. Overall, like an underwhelming start to the season. I still think he's like a fringe tight end one, but there was kind of like that tier of tight ends with David Njoku, Pat Fryermuth, and Evan Ingram heading into the season. You could kind of pick your poison out of those guys. At this point, it seems very clear that Evan Ingram was the uh, best choice out of those three. Next matchup, we actually have one of those tight ends, Pat Fryermuth and the Steelers going up against the Texans. Pat Fryermuth finally had a decent fantasy day, three for 41 with a touchdown. I'm still, you know, thinking this is a pretty concerning start to the season. Through three games, Pat Fryermuth only has five receptions and nine targets. That is a 9% target share on the season, and that's while not competing with Deontay Johnson, right? Their wide receiver one is out. you think this would be the opportunity for Fryermuth to ball out. He hasn't really taken advantage of it. Still think he's a fringe option, you know, probably a borderline tight end one, but definitely a disappointing start here for Pat Fryermuth. On the other side with Dalton Schultz, this has just really been a uh, pretty rough stretch for Schultz. Heading into the season, the appeal was like, this is a wide open group of weapons. None of these wide receivers are super established. And the one guy who is Robert Woods, is kind of on like the downside of his career. Dalton Schultz may have the opportunity to have really strong usage and potentially be the top target on this team. I think we've seen CJ Stroud absolutely overperform, which you think would be good for Dalton Schultz, but he just hasn't been able to do anything. Even when his usage was strong in week one, did nothing. It started to kind of slip off in week two and week three. And then we've just seen these other weapons step up. Nico Collins, Tank Dell, those are the clear top weapons here. So Dalton Schultz, a sit at this point, you know, not super optimistic about him moving forward. Next is going to be the uh, Rams taking on the Colts. For the Rams, I think Tyler Higby is a strong fringe option. He had an elite 93% route participation, a strong fantasy day, 16% target share in uh, week three, which isn't like fantastic, but it's playable as like a borderline tight end one. You still have Puka and Tutu as the clear top weapons, but Tyler Higby is at least in the mix with those guys. And then on the other side, Kylan Granson, just not really interested in starting anyone at this uh, Colts tight end position. The next matchup is going to be between the Buccaneers and the Saints. Just sits across the board here. Kate Otten, not a ton going on. For the Saints, Jawan Johnson has been pretty disappointing. Just seems like a lot of the uh, receiving volume is going to go to that talented wide receiver core. And then for Taysom Hill, he had some nice usage in week two. Thought he was a potential fringe option in week three. The usage just wasn't there, um, even with the injuries to the running back position. So he's going to be a sit moving forward. Then we're going to have the Commanders taking on the Eagles. 
We'll see if Logan Thomas is able to play in this game um, coming back from the concussion. At this point, I'm just going to have him as a sit. And then same thing with Cole Turner, who would be the uh, tight end one if Logan Thomas was out. On the other side with the Eagles, we have Dallas Goddard. Didn't do anything crazy on uh, Monday Night Football, but commanded a solid number of targets. The touchdowns will eventually come on this offense. I think he's more of like a back-end tight end one, but someone who I still you know, would feel decent about throwing in my lineup week to week. May not have that ceiling, but that was probably, you know, should have been expected when you drafted him. Then we're going to have the uh, Bengals taking on the Titans. Just going to be sits here, Tanner Hudson for the Bengals, and then uh, Chig Okonkwo. Titans offense has just been rough. His usage hasn't been elite enough to overcome, um, you know, the Titans offensive struggles, especially in the passing game. So both those guys are going to be sits. Then we have the Raiders taking on the Chargers. These are just two kind of tight end by committees here. The Raiders tight ends have really just been non-factors through three weeks. The Chargers are interesting because Gerald Everett had a uh, decent day in week three, and then Donald Parham caught two touchdowns. But both of these guys are actually running routes on less than 50% of the dropbacks. So just not super encouraged with these guys moving forward. Uh, Moving over to the Patriots-Cowboys matchup, we saw Hunter Henry kind of have his first down game of the season, came back down to earth. His route participation was at 73%, which isn't ideal. I still view him as a tight end one, and I think that route participation is kind of going to fluctuate depending on the matchup, but he's going to be a fringe for me. And then I have Jake Ferguson as a fringe option. I don't love the 62% route participation, but in three straight games, he's just found a way to be involved. Uh, Week one was a seven target game. Week two, he gets into the end zone. And then week three, targeted seven times, five receptions for 48 yards. Hopefully he's able to kind of expand on that role and continue, you know, being a factor. Moving over to the Cardinals uh, 49ers matchup here. Zach Ertz is interesting because week one and week two, he was a really solid volume option. His usage in week one was elite. Week two took a little bit of a step back. And then here in week three, his participation is down to 64%. So that number has fallen off in three straight weeks. You would like to see at least a small bounce back to continue to feel confident playing him. But with how weak the tight end position is, I still think he can be considered a fringe option as like a tight end two play. And then on the other side, hopefully if you did draft George Kittle, you stuck with him heading into week three. This is just going to be the ride you're taking with George Kittle. There's a lot of weapons on that offense. He's not going to have his boom game every single week, but he will get his like we saw in week three. Um, Next up, we have the Chiefs taking on the Jets. Pretty clear here on both sides. Travis Kelsey, you fire that dude up as the tight end one for the Jets. Going to be sitting Tyler Conklin. Pretty much the only pass catcher I want there is uh, Garrett Wilson. And even then, I'm not overly excited with Zach Wilson at quarterback. And then for the final game of the week, Seahawks taking on the Giants. For the Seahawks, this is a full-on tight end by committee. Colby Parkinson and Noah Fant, they're going to be sits. For the Giants, I understand that Darren Waller has been disappointing, but I still think you fire him up as a start. His target numbers have been solid. Him and Daniel Jones just haven't really connected, you know, for one of those big games. And they've also just really struggled offensively in two of the three. They've had tough matchups going up against the Cowboys and the 49ers. This is a much more favorable matchup this week against the Seahawks. So I'm not super panicked on uh, Darren Waller. I think you fire him up as like a mid to higher end tight end one option. And that's going to wrap it up for uh, every single week four tight end matchup. If you all enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Go check out all my other start sits. Have the uh, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks all up on my channel. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.